How's it going? This is Ty, and this is episode 79 of the Fiction and Copy Decoded podcast, and I'd like to welcome you, which I do. Welcome. Okay, before we get started, I have to mention that this is probably also going to be a shorter one because I realized that there is some meat packed onto the bones of the blog post this episode is going to be connected to, and there's some, but it won't take very long to explain, but I might have to kind of draw out the horrifying element just a tad. So without further ado, let's get to it. Uh, the post that this episode is connected to is called Beep, 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 How a Smoke Alarm Can Improve Your Fiction in Emails, which I originally posted on February 26th of 2014, which is not quite six years ago now. Not quite. Like five years and 11 months. Okay. All right. So that day I was up at three in the morning, woken up by a beep, beep. Okay, I had no idea where it was from, so I'm up in bed to see if I can hear it again. Beeps again. Okay, I went downstairs to see if I could figure out what was going on. It beeped again. Okay, I'm I'm a little groggy. It's 3 in the morning, okay? It wasn't until a few minutes later I found out it's actually the smoke detector making a noise. Okay. Unfortunately, things didn't end there. Uh, for the life of me, I couldn't figure out what the detector was trying to tell me. So, I... Uh, Got the manual. Okay. <laughs> this detector, it's a hilarious thing to me because the detector itself is very sophisticated. It's a talking one. It can talk. Uh, if there's a fire problem, it's supposed to talk. If there's a carbon monoxide detector issue problem, it's supposed to talk. If the battery is low, detector needs to be replaced, what have you. It's supposed to talk to me. Uh, probably the only thing it can't do is take orders. I don't know. So it wasn't giving me any of those messages, which that meant, according to the book, I had to see about getting it replaced. That was that was a lot of excitement. I mean, I was thinking, of course, the worst when a smoke detector goes off. What do you think of, you know, but nothing had happened with that. And it was just thankfully a malfunction. So looked into getting another one. And that was the end of it. So. I was happy that I'd actually found out everything I needed to know by the end of everything. And then I didn't have to rush out in cold weather wearing, uh, how we put it, less than ideal clothing uh, for that situation. Which, it's a great framework for emails and fiction, actually. All right, let's check it out. <laughs> it's a bit of a strange thing because you wouldn't think that this would lend itself to an interesting framework. It's a simple story, but it kind of does. All right. Enough jabbering. Okay. The first step here is suspense. So and it's like me rushing downstairs. That's you and you with your emails, fiction, stories, sales pages, what have you, grabbing people's attention. And to do that, one of the great ways to do that is to keep people guessing. With dialogue, description, and opening statement to pump up the suspense factor, which leads into... Uh, number two, which is to add details. I told you I researched things, like what I found out, that helped move the story forward a little bit. That's what details in stories and emails should do. Like breadcrumbs, you know, it's like, well, to get readers asking questions or wondering what's going to happen next. But also, those details have to mean something and make a connection to the story or to your prospect if it's an email or sales page. Uh, Aunt Ida's hash browns are a great story, but 
be sure if you include it that readers don't get lost. Sometimes there are things that I know that I would like to include, but I can't because they're not relevant to the story, which usually means that I either have to not include that thing, write it down for another story, or just kind of forget about it just for now. All right, number three, which is probably the most important piece of this, is following through. Okay. Unless I didn't find out, okay, about finally needing to replace the detector, it would have been real cheap for me to tell you, hey, this morning this interesting thing hang happened to me, blah, 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 some things happened, I was really freaked out, and then just leave off the end and just cut it off. It's a different thing if I didn't know what was happening, if it was something like car repair or a wash machine or washer, what have you. And I didn't know the answer right away because I needed somebody else to come tell me. That'd be a different story. But since I had all the pieces, that's the solution or the wrap-up of the story. That's why I included it. And that's what you should do. I mean, you don't need to discuss the solution only as far as it relates to the story or email itself. To let the readers know that the immediate issue of the story or email is resolved. If you don't, readers need <laughs> readers need concrete means to figure things out, and sometimes that's hard to do if you don't provide the solution. But if you tease it for the next part of the story or the next chapter or something, eventually, somewhere along the way, there needs to be that payoff of readers finding out, okay, here's the solution to the problem, or here's what they need to do to fix something, or here's who done it, basically. Okay, so the next time you're looking for like a general outline, you remember those three things, suspense, details, and follow-through. Eh, just like checking up on a smoke detector or what I knew, what I figured out was a smoke detector, one time at 3 in the morning. That'll be the end of this episode. I appreciate you guys hanging out with me. To learn more about the blog this podcast is connected to, you can visit it at fictionandcopydecoded.wordpress.com. You can learn about me there. You can also learn about me on my copywriting samples website at timealcopywriting.yolasite.com. Yolasite is one word. It's Y-O-L-A-S-I-T-E.com. You can also support this podcast by listening, sharing, subscribing, and commenting. You can also become a monthly supporter if you'd like. For 99 cents a month, you'll get my thanks at the end of each episode. For $4.99 a month, I'll give you part of the show notes of the podcast to promote your business, term supply, of course. And for $9.99 a month, I'll do a 30-second to one-minute ad for your biz during the show. Great for you service providers out there, too. Anyway, thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time. Have an awesome day.